Welcome to From the Couch. I have with me, as always, the Drunk Irishman Stack. What's going on, boys? Yankees in a rain delay, so I'm just bored as fuck over here. Feels like it's constantly raining. Grumpy old man, Jerome. Cody Kessler, Philadelphia Eagle. Sounds weird saying that. Big fat who cares. All right, so today we're going to be going over uh, some quick stuff that's happening recently. Bob Kraft, looks like his case might be dropped. Uh, Game 7's in the NBA, the worst franchise in professional sports. The Mount Rushmore of sports jerseys. And which NFL team or teams that we feel like are most likely and least likely to go to the playoffs uh, that were currently in the playoffs last year. All right, so let's start off with the whole Robert Kraft scenario. So big news piece that came out late in the afternoon today. Judge in Florida said that the video of Robert Kraft and I guess of the other 300 plus or so people indicted is to be thrown out of the case. Basically, as far as I understood it, because of the way that the police handled it, because the video also featured a lot of innocent people, as well as didn't protect the rights of the workers. So but the, the main thing here is that it looks like because the video is going to be suppressed, Bob Kraft is going to, in legal terms, get away with this. What do you guys think? I just think it's a complete failing of the Florida justice system, which I know sounds redundant because it's fucking Florida. But, I mean, honestly, I don't, I, it's, it's, it's shocking to me that, you know, it makes complete legal sense, but the fact that they weren't thinking about this when they were setting up this whole big, you know, sting operation that they've been doing for what was it two years that they didn't think oh yeah there may be also people who are actually going here to just get a massage Ron, what do you got i i don't know how the florida legal system works um, not well apparently not well i knew in new york state as long as one person in the room knows that they're being recorded yeah it's being recorded that it's legally admissible so i, I don't what i do know is that the justice system doesn't matter. That's right. Actually matters. NFL. Is what the NFL is going to come down with. Because what else coming for you? If, if the judge says that the video of Mr. Kraft is inadmissible, that is to say that the video has Mr. Kraft in it. Yeah. So, so, I mean, listen, if Brady was suspended simply for destroying evidence and um, refusing to cooperate and everything like that, I can't wait to find out what they're going to drop on Kraft. <laughs> like I said in an earlier podcast, we had an NFL owner that I mean, we had a we had an NFL uh, a, an NBA owner who was who who was caught saying a, a word that's bad, right? The N word. It was completely outside of it was between him and his mistress, so on and so forth. He had his franchise taken away from him for simply saying a word. Now, the, the feeling about this is that, well, if he's using that word then, he's probably using it a lot, which makes him a racist. So similarly, you have an, an, an owner um, of an NFL team that is caught at a massage parlor. We all know he got a massage. He's been there twice. He did look very relaxed, yes. Okay. So that means he's probably doing this a lot. So I think it's, um, to, to parlance the phrase of, uh, in the military, it's conduct 
unbecoming of an owner. And I think they're going to use that way of thinking to force him to sell the team to someone else. Do so, I want that? Do I necessarily want that? I, not really. I mean, I, I, th- do. I think that's what's going to happen because I don't think it's right. And because, and, and like I said, another pot in, in, in the podcast at other times, I think he's, he's a moron because if you're that rich, you should be able to cover something up as simple as getting a hand job. You got to be smarter than that. Jerome, please use the technical term hand jibbers. I will. I refuse. I've refused before. I'm going to continue to refuse. Seriously. We're <laughs> professionals here, bro. Use, use the technical terms. No. So I think, I think we've all seen the movie, the dark Knight. you know, Heath Ledger classic. And there's a scene when they're in the back of the restaurant, it looks like, and the Asian banker is on TV and the Joker says, Come off. Batman has no uh, jurisdiction. He'll find him and he'll make him squeal. That is Roger Goodell right now. doesn't give a flying fuck what mm-hmm. the judicial, uh, judicial system in Florida says about this video. So he's coming for you, Bob. And he's hated you for a very long time, and he's going to get you. I personally, I don't like that he got away with something. It seems so cut and dry when you everybody knows that this happened, and legally speaking, he's just going to get away with it. But that's you know just another example of money winning in the legal system. Part of me likes it because I, I, like, I like it when the legal system is shown to be so porous, uh, so publicly. That's besides the point. On the topic of Bob being removed as a franchise owner, part of me hates the idea of it because there are just so many, and we'll get into it, but there are just so many badly run franchises in sports and the Patriots are the opposite of that. And a lot of it is Brady and a lot of it is Belichick, but a lot of it is Robert Kraft and a lot of it is the way that he runs the team. And frankly, it would, you know, it would kind of suck if pro sports lost a franchise that you know exhibits excellence year in and year out for the last well since he's since he's taken over actually i i completely agree with you eric but that's that's the whole point of this whole thing is that if you if you're responsible for something as important as this you have a responsibility to stay out of fucking trouble mm-hmm. he didn't do that let me ask you guys this what what are the chances that bob receives judgment final judgment from the nfl before next season or during next season well once the legal battle's over goodell can start the process whenever he wants right but but brady's lasted over a season right yeah i feel feel like this has never been like a big like you know i never i never saw it playing out too too much in like the legal arena i always knew he was going to get away with it legally just because that's you know money always prevails and something is in something like that, especially when it's, you know, it's not like he shot someone in the head. Shout out Hernandez, RIP. Um, but wow. yeah, some people never die. Some legends never die. Sorry, <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, legally, I knew he was always going to end up getting away with it, whether you know it was paying someone this or that amount of money. I knew legally he was never going to see any recourse from it. I think in terms of him losing the franchise, I don't know, man. I find that very, very hard to. Hard to believe. I think I just think you know, despite the hatred, the very public hatred that you know Goodell has for that organization. I don't know. It's just one of those things, man. Where I think money's going to win in the long run anyway, and the Patriots make the NFL a lot of fucking money. Yeah, here's here's the problem with that though, Kieran, is that 
is that this is a job. And yes, Bob owns his business, business being the Patriots, right? But he also belongs to a union of owners and a commissioner who resides above them. And, and to be a part of that union comes with stipulations. That's right. There's a that's morality right. clause. Exactly. So it's not like the judicious system. He can't, he can't just money his way out of the fact that he marred the league. He can't, he can't reduce that. You can't argue that, regardless of whether or not this is true. Look, I, I don't actually well, so, so my So my question would be, if, he, if the, the opposition from his legal team is that, you know, it was the video was suppressed because people who were there innocently and legally, their, their privacy was infringed upon, would that not hold water in? Zero. Zero. Listen to this. Listen, listen, here's the thing. Why ben is that? Roethlisberger, ben Roethlisberger. Was- you don't have to, wait, wait, to keep it really, to be, make it really simple. In the United States legal system, there has to be beyond a reasonable doubt to find guilt. Right. In Look, public opinion, you don't matter. need reasonable doubt. Right. We're, we're still making rape jokes about Ben Roethlisberger. He was never convicted. He was never brought to trial. Never. We still make rape jokes. The people of Pittsburgh make rape jokes. That was 14 years ago. So, Court of again, 12 years ago. Yeah. All right, All right buddy. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know I was speaking to a Roethlisberger rape case aficionado. But, no, so, I mean, I just, you know, I think he's going to catch hell from this. And, you know, part of it to me is, you, Jerome, you're right. I mean, it's, a, it's such a dumb thing, dude. Like, this? Really? Really? But Well, here's, a, here's the other thing about it, really. If he like, loses his franchise over this, he's a... F- for years, the Patriots have had scandals, this, that, and the other thing, there are always people looking at them, looking for something to go after them about. You would fucking think that the person that runs the entire organization, the man that signs the checks, would be try to be somewhat uber aware of his surroundings and think, man, things would go really tits up if I got, if I got caught doing something illegal. In more ways than one. Yeah, Allegedly. Nice. Well played. Allegedly. Well, well right? no, listen, it's, it is interesting though, because I mean, and this is kind of getting off topic, but you do talk, uh, we do talk a lot about the Patriot way as a society. It's well known that Belichick takes these kind of players who have um, a, a, a bad past in terms of behavioral issues on and off the field, like Randy Moss or Chad Ochocinco. And he says, look, you either get with our program or you get the fuck out because I don't need you and I'll win championships without you. And yet this is still the franchise who's known for probably the most, like probably the biggest scandals over the last 10 or 12 years. Right. For the most part. I mean, the, the Kansas city chiefs are now giving, giving the Patriots a run for their money. Uh, but, 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 but one big scandal, like the saints, right. And, uh, and bounty gate gives is probably in the top five with the Patriots, big three or big four. I don't even know. Bounty, gate, bounty gate was a big deal. I concur. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's what, just what I'm saying. I mean, for a franchise, like normally speaking, you have a franchise like a team and they've got, you know, character issues. So, okay, you fire the head coach and you bring in a disciplinarian. Well, Bill, Bilicek is a disciplinarian. And I mean, I know this is the owner, but I'm just saying like, you know, it's a lot of scandals for a team who apparently has it buttoned up pretty tight. I mean, I don't want to spend the whole podcast on this, but I do want to just make one, one kind of extra point. If what everybody really hopes doesn't happen Kraft does get get pushed out. We're looking at probably one of the most energetic, exciting bidding wars for a sports franchise 
in the history of the world. Hot take. Peyton Manning's been looking for an NFL franchise. I want him to buy the Patriots and fire Tom Brady immediately. You mean cut? Fire, cut, no, whatever. He's no, no. You know, you know he'd, he'd call Brady into the office and have him take a knee in front of him. <laughs> hey, hey Tom, Tom thank you for coming in today. Oh, yeah, no, no, no problem. No problem, Mr. Manning. You want me to have a seat? No, you can take a knee. What? No, I think no. I'll take a seat. No, you'll take a knee. Peyton would be like, he, Brady comes in and Peyton would be like, Tom, thanks for coming. Where, where's your playbook? And Tom's like, what do you mean? He's like, listen, just go grab your playbook. Come back in immediately. <laughs> like Tom has to do the walk of shame. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll, we'll move on. We'll move on. So yeah, Tom, I just, I feel like Mark Sanchez would be a better fit for the direction I want this team to head in. Oh, Peyton's guy, Curtis Payne. Just have Peyton. I would love, I would, I would invest in Peyton's plan to just buy the Patriots and just run the team into the ground. So moving on, moving on. Um, Game sevens in the NBA last night, two of them. Let's start off with the fucking hot topic here. Kawhi motherfucking Leonard. He is so often overlooked by people talking about the NBA, by casual fans. I think people have like legitimately forget about him because of LeBron and Kyrie making news, even though he's not epic and KD and everyone like that. And people forgot about Kawhi Leonard, but that shot was his Jordan moment, right? Anyone watching the highlights? Anyone? Did you guys both see the the the, the game winning shot from last night? Oh yeah, yeah. I was watching. It was, like, it was like it was like backyard basketball. He literally just ran faster than everybody else to the corner, got an open shot. And by the way, I fucking love that he got that shot over Joel Embiid. I love seeing Joel Embiid cry. It makes me happy. It makes me feel <laughs> like I'm a better person. I don't know, but you're not though. Just no, just I'm not. To be clear, I'm really, I'm really not. This series against an admittedly elite team like the 76ers, I think showed to me that Toronto was really built around one superstar and some surrounding cast members. That's the NBA way. It, it, no, it, you're right. You're right. I mean, so what, how about this? What would you guys think about the series? What do you think about like coming up in the Eastern Conference? You know, what, did you guys watch the game? I mean, it was, it was pretty crazy. I mean, well, I didn't get a I chance did, did. to see the game, but yeah, I, was, I mean, I, I saw watching. highlights. You know, the, the whole series, I mean, everybody's kind of excited. Like, the West, as we talked about before, has been basically wrapped up. You know, everybody everybody saw everything pretty much happening in, in the West as it has. You know, everybody's kind of excited to see who out of the East is going gonna, is gonna to pull ahead, who's going to be the team to go, you know, into the series with, with the Warriors. Yeah, well, one, um, I'm, I still firmly believe it's going to be Milwaukee. You can't fucking stop Giannis. But going going back to that series in that game seven, man, that was just Kawhi just went full fucking Pablo Sanchez backyard basketball, just hucking up anything and watching it go in. He's been lights out all series. He's kind of – I think the reason he is kind of overlooked as one of those elite players is he's – you know, I, I would compare him a little bit to Tim Duncan where he's just not – a showman he's not he is like he's devoid of any kind of emotion and like last night was the first time i've ever seen any kind of emotion come from that guy ever in his career which like Um, even even that little bit of emotion seems like an overflow of emotion just because he's so stoic all the time i know what you're saying exactly yeah it's and to see that it was just like holy shit man like that's how that's how you know it was just like his huge fucking like you said jared i think you said a perfect there because jordan moment like 
there's not nothing better than that, man. You know, hitting the game winning shot, game seven, like off balance. Yeah, too. no, off off balance. Like it's it literally had yeah. the just checked all the boxes for just like your career moment. Yeah, um, I think it's gonna be a great series going to Milwaukee. Um, I think the the Raptors are gonna give Milwaukee a bit of a better uh, run of things than Philly would have. Yeah, but yeah I'm, I'm excited to see what what comes out of the East because it's finally not the Cavs or the Heat or fucking Boston. Yeah, hundred percent fresh blood. I like I like the diversity in the East Co- in the Eastern Conference right now. Can't say the same for the West. Let me let me ask you guys. This. I don't know. I don't know. I know we've talked about this a bunch of times. The whole Kawhi Leonard Toronto thing. But do you think that last night game winning shot? I mean, in Toronto, a team that's not really rich in history for basketball. You know, do you except think- for Vince Carter? Well, I, yeah, but still, you know. Um, and they never won a championship with Vince or, or got this far with Vince. So do you think this changes the, the narrative and the future for Kawhi? You think, you think this changes uh, – I mean, you, you win a game-winning shot like that, the city is going to wrap their arms around you, you know, welcome, give you the key. You think it's going to change his mind about maybe wanting to leave? Oh, That's no, a possibility. Nothing. It's all about money, man. Exactly. The kind of money to stay, he's going to stay. If How's the Canadian dollar doing? Crazy money to leave, he's going to leave. How, how is the loon doing? Yeah, it's a, it's, I mean, if the loon's up, you stay in fucking Toronto, man. That's you just ride that way. Well, come on, come on, guys. I mean, I know you know. <laughs> but no, the, I, no, I, I know. The what world you is mean. a cynical place. No, I, I hear you. The world is a cynical place, and it is about money. But no, the NBA is be something money. to being a hero, to being the the city's first basketball hero, right? I mean, there's got to be something. There, there are okay, no, no heroes. Vince Carter was the city's first basketball hero. Like he didn't. He, they didn't do the crazy things as a team. But like what he did for basketball in the city of Toronto, you can, you yeah, know, talk that, to it's any- different. It's different when you're winning the big games. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, would, I'm not, I mean, I'm not ready to put him on the same level as VC yet because VC just did so much just for the sport of basketball in that city. But in ter- in terms of winning, you know, he's I think he's a close second to VC when it comes to basketball in Toronto, and it's his it's his first year there. I think you know, saying he's he's the guy and he's Toronto like he is Toronto. I think is a bit of a stretch. Rome, what do you think? You think he's you think he's staying? Or you think he's going home to LA, play with the Clips? He's not going to Bronny. No, <laughs> no, ah. not after winning the uh, the MVP of the finals for defending Bronny. I don't think that would work out. <laughs> it's too soon to tell. I think if if he has a good showing versus the Bucks, I mean, it could be a reason that the franchise decides to really invest in him, invest better in the team give him some more tools, and keep him there. Firmly agree. I think, you know, you talk about Kawhi being an under-celebrated superstar. The Bucks are an under-celebrated team. They are the best team in basketball this year, and far and away. I know the Celtics had their issues, but the way that the Bucks dominated them was pretty outstanding. If Kawhi wins even three games against this team and plays, and plays really great basketball – I agree. I think I think it changes the narrative. I just it was such a great moment. I, I felt like it was a, a question worth asking. But um, we'll, we will move on to the next topic. Karen, what is the worst franchise in professional sports? How about this North American team sports? All right, the four biggins. All right. So the I did a little bit of research on this one. For me, it's been the same one for fucking years, man. The Phoenix fucking Suns are an absolute joke of a franchise, joke of a basketball team in a joke of a league, as I've mentioned many a time on this podcast. But uh, I got got a little bit of stats here for you. They are, over the last five years, they are 126 and 284 
uh, haven't had a winning season since 2013, 2014. They have zero, zero championships in their 15 year history. And I'll, and you know, if we're being, for being honest here, they haven't been mentioned in the same breath as the word winning ever since, you know, the Stoudemire and Steve Nash days. And even then they weren't great. You know, if it's a, if it's a, if it's a team that even Shaq can't save, it's a, it's a team not worth going on. <laughs> I feel like you could, you know what, kudos to you for specifying the Suns because you really could have just gone general there and then said the state of Arizona, right? Yeah, Coyotes, for real. You know, I and mean. The Yotes had a, they had, a decent, they had a shot at making the playoffs this year. That was the closest any other Arizona sports team has, has done so far. True. You know what? Uh, so they they I, were I, mentioned within the same sentence as playoffs, so that's, you know. I, 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 I wanted to get to this later about, like, stats and everything like that, but Football Outsiders has like this stat called DVOA, and it's basically how efficient you are, how good of a team you are, given the circumstances. And I had sorted it initially. I tried to sort it so that it was the best to the worst, and instead I got the worst to the best. And to give you an idea as to how bad the Cardinals were, they were negative 41%. The next closest was negative 20%. They more than doubled the next worst team. So whatever. Anyway, Jerome, go ahead. My worst franchise, uh, I think, right now, Cincinnati Bengals. Fair. Do you gentlemen know when the last time they had a playoff win was? 90s? Not, not since I've been watching football. Before 1991. John yeah. Yours truly was five years old. Come on. Come on. You could tell the crowd the honest truth. You were That's... like 15. We don't care. We see the Grays. Yeah. <laughs> he was going the 1991 season was the last time the Bengals had a playoff win. Sheesh. That's awful. Everybody talks shit about the Browns. Last time they had a playoff one was like 2002. Yeah, let me say this too, all right? On, hopping on that, people – you know what? It kind of pissed me off. People shitting all over the Giants and Gettleman for drafting Jones, whatever the fuck his name is, right? Why did no one jump all over the Bengals for not drafting a quarterback? They could not possibly still believe in Andy Dalton, right? There's no, no way. The Red Rocket ride is done. The, ride the Red Rocket, man. Yeah, they're they're literally riding him into the dirt, and he's he's dragging them down with him. I agree, man. I mean, the Chad Ocho Cinco Carson Palmer days, where Ocho would openly mock Carson Palmer, and Carson Palmer had this look in his eye, like I I, I don't know, like he wanted to, to, I don't know. But I firmly agree. Man. I mean, so and this is this is this is why I said them because. I mean, it's one thing to have losing records or this, that, and the other thing, but it's about going for the gold. It's about producing. And if you haven't produced a playoff win since 91, I'm sorry, your franchise is terrible. You could still be a good team and never win a World Series. You could have, you could have a team that at least once every five years makes it to either the divisional championship or the Super Bowl but just never wins it. That's still a good franchise. Yeah, they don't have a, they don't have a Super Bowl win. Or they don't have a, a World Series win. They don't have a pennant. But if they're constantly in the hunt, it's not a bad franchise. No, they it's not. Are not ne- they're never able to just get that, get that pinnacle, right? But if we're talking about a team that for almost three decades hasn't been able to make it past the first round of the playoffs, that's a bad franchise. It most certainly is. And it only barely beats out the Bills, who just got to the playoffs, like, what, two years ago? But at least the Bills were going to the Super Bowl back in the day. Um, yeah, they, they went. Most, I, Super Bowl win, most Super Bowl appearances without a win? Four? Yes. yes. Yikes. And, and consecutive. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> it's like they did the tour. Kieran, well, that's what you get for something. having OJ as a running back. 
Karen, Karen, let me ask you something. When, when's the last time the Cowboys had the first overall pick in the draft? Naturally, not by, not by trade. Was it during your lifetime? I don't believe so, no. Jerome, same to you. When's the last time the Eagles had the, the first overall pick naturally? Not in my lifetime. Okay. So in our lifetimes, the Rams, I think, have had it maybe once, maybe twice in my lifetime. Maybe, I think, twice. The Browns have had it five times since I've been watching football. Five. Make no mistake about this. Winning the offseason means nothing. Okay, I don't. Their record is still the same as everybody else's. I don't care what they did this year in the off season. They are the worst franchise. They have in the last two years had the number one pick in ninety nine and two thousand consecutive number one picks. And by the way, three years ago they had the second overall pick. And the only reason why they didn't take it is because they they traded out of it. And I think they traded to the uh, the Eagles right for for Carson Wentz. They are the worst. Never won a Super Bowl. Never gone to one. I can't think of the last time they won a playoff game or went to a playoff game. Like I said, 2002. 2002? Okay, I buy that. Tim Couch, man. He did, he did something for that city. Look, just awful. In our lifetimes, I mean, how many head coaches have they had? The average lifespan's got to be like 1.5, right? Years. It's just... They are the worst. And those poor fucking fans who still go to games in that miserable-ass, cold-ass stadium, right on the water, too. I mean, that's just a cruel joke. I don't know if you guys know this. That stadium's right on the fucking water. Like, So, yeah, so uh, last time the Browns were in the playoffs was the 2002 AFC wildcard game. Shit. Yeah. That is, yeah, shit is right. That is the appropriate response. And this um, year might be their best shot at all. Oh, point. shit. I, my bad. The Bengals haven't won a playoff game since 90, not 91. You're giving them too much credit there, man. Come on now. They, the, these, are, these are some bad franchises. And, and by the way, let's, let's not forget about the Bills, who I'm from Buffalo. I know more about this team than I would care to. The guy who who drafted and created those four Super Bowl teams. I mean, talk all you want about them losing teams, but they were great teams. Yeah, he got fired for dating the owner's daughter or something like that. Like, like she tried to tell him to do his job or something. It was some, it was some ridiculous thing. And the owner like something time, you would do. Only in Buffalo, man. Dude, it's just – and then ever since – They've just been mired in this muck of failure. Yeah, no, we got it when you said mired. All right, so happier topics, Mount Rushmore of sports jerseys. Karen, you said you wanted to do the four main sports again, right? Uh, Yeah, so basically, you know, not top four overall, just, you know, top football, top baseball, top basketball, top hockey. All right, well, lead it off then since it's yours. Go ahead. All right, cool. So my um, my football one, it was a bit of a tough one for me, uh, but I ended up having to go with the uh, San Diego Supercharger Baby Blues. They're bringing them back. Those are the main jerseys now. Christ, they need to go back to fucking San Diego. Um, <laughs> but, you know, those those classic Baby Blues, man, even when they – right before they got rid of them, that, like, old-school LT jersey I think is probably one of my favorites all time. Um, baseball, I got to go – uh, throwback 90s, early 2000s, uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. 
uh, with the pinstripe vest with the purple underneath the t-shirt. Those were just awesome. Uh, and that old logo as well. Uh, the A that looked like the, the snake basketball. It's gotta be the Toronto Raptors throwbacks, the purple with the, with the Raptor running across it. It just screams 1990s, which I love. Uh, my cl- close second was the throwback nuggets. Um, of course the rainbow one. Yeah. Yeah. I buy I that. I got my Batumbo one still. <laughs> um, and uh, hockey, I went Arizona again for a state that is absolute dog shit at running sports franchises. They make some pretty damn good jerseys, but the uh, Coyotes Kachina jersey from when they first entered the league, which is the kind of Native American looking drawing of the Coyote playing hockey, I think it's fucking badass. They brought it back this past year and they were a huge hit. I dig that. Ron, what do you got? Oh, wait, wait. Eagles, 70s, Kelly Green for football. The Mets uniform from the 1980s for baseball. I like that it was, you know, it was kind of the pinstripe, kind of like the, the Yankees, but with the orange and blue in there, gave it a little bit more color. Ugly stepchild. Go ahead. I know. I know. <laughs> um, the wild, the old school wild the, with, with uh, I mean, no, sorry, the coyotes with the Native American, you know, the dark green. Fuck yeah. Always really like that. I mean, I like the Clippers. I like their jerseys. So I, I really wanted, being a hardcore Yankees fan, obviously, I really wanted to go Yankees. I actually, I'm a big fan of classic uniforms, Dodgers. Dodgers, home unis. It's just something plain, something easy, but it's it's really just attractive to me. Um, hockey, I fought this long and hard. I didn't want to say it, but the new Dallas Stars jerseys, I fucking love them. I think they just... They just look great on the screen. The older ones. I like the black. No, I don't know what it is. I just, I dig the green, man. Speaking of, so I, football jerseys, it's, it's Giants. Giants home blue is, uh, I just, I dig that blue. And then lastly, basketball, ah, basketball jerseys have never really done it for me, but, uh, I like the, I like the Miami Heat alternate reds. Um, I used to watch a lot of heat basketball when LeBron was playing and I, I, I dug on the, uh, the red alternates, but I will say this cause you said the, um, you know, the Mount Rushmore for professional sports. All right. Yeah. When I, when I was in high school, uh, the Notre Dame, when they would wear the green jerseys, dude, Those favorite, sick, yeah. favorite jerseys, not, not the current shit that they wear. I hate, I, I hate the direction college sports have taken with jerseys, especially with Oregon, but Oh, they're just they're just nuts. They just they're just suckling at the Nike tit. I know they are, but fuck people buy into it. No, the the Brady Quinn Notre Dame Notre Dame oh, jerseys. Brady Quinn, most fuckable spiral in football. <laughs> but dude, that that green jersey, I, I you know, love. stay on stay on video after this podcast is over. I really want to know. I want to know exactly how how one fucks a spiral. You're clearly oh, not a real football fan, then. I'm going to learn you some tonight. <laughs> I'm going to learn you some. Never quite the Brady Quinn fan. Uh, I was. I was, a huge Dan- I was a huge Dome fan. I, I, you know. All right. So, on to, on to a, a real topic uh, here that I thought was pretty interesting. So Thank NFL God playoffs. we got to the real topics. Oh, God. <laughs> We've just, we just been chatting for, you know. Right. So, one reason that I think the NFL is really – one of the best leagues, it prob- probably the best league, is that the playoffs have a lot of turnover, a lot of new faces, or just teams like coming in and out. You know, there always seems to be like two, three, maybe four teams. Um, 
even just recently, the Rams, uh, new blood in the playoffs, you know, not to, you know, toot my own horn, but so something I wanted what to get. What was the result yeah. of that, by the way? Super Bowl uh, runner-up. Put a fucking banner up, Chief. Uh, a championship ring. The NFC championship ring. <laughs> Whatever, bro. So, anyway, the, the, but the question stands um, that every year there are going to be one, at least one team that was in the playoffs last year that is not going to make it this year and a team that kind of surprises you that makes it in. Well, let's call our shots right here, right now. Karen, who, what, was, what is a team that was in the playoffs last year that you think is least likely to go back? And what is a team that was not in the playoffs last year that you have the most faith in? Faith, I say, importantly, because, I mean, you got to, you know, you got to crack the hatch. So go ahead. So uh, in terms of teams that made it last year that I don't believe will make it this year, um, I got to go Baltimore Ravens. Um, you know, granted, they are playing in a very weaker conference. Um, I think the uh, I think the Browns have a shot at taking that conference this year. And I don't think they're near good enough to get a wild card spot in the AFC. Uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, you know, was look, you know, like a rookie out there. And I don't know how much he's learned from that. They lost uh, a great leader in Joe Flacco as well. So I don't think they have the, the chops in the situation to really make it through this year. Uh, in terms of teams that didn't make it that I think will, you know, I said it in our draft one, uh, I thought Denver drafted really well this year. Uh, they did pick up Joe Flacco, who, you know, he's getting a little up there in age, but he's a, he's the type of quarterback that, you know, he plays a, a similar style of game to Peyton Manning, who did win them a Super Bowl. So you never know what could happen when, when Joe Flacco steps on the field. And like I said, they had some good young talent coming up. Yeah. Did you see, did you see how that when they asked Joe Flacco if he was going to mentor the new rookie quarterback, he said no. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> I fucking love it when it's like Joe, Joe Flacco doesn't have to do shit anymore, man. He's just he's like, listen, guys, all I'm working on is my Fu Manchu. All right, oh, no, yeah. you know, quick, quick note about Lamar Jackson. I mean, he started seven games. In those seven games, he averaged 17 pass attempts a game. Now he won six out of seven games, and they went to the playoffs, but. Seven games, six touchdowns. I, this guy. You might as well take one of your safeties and add another edge rusher. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> take take one a safety or a corner off of the back, out of the out of the out of the back, and put and put another D lineman or linebacker. Facts. Look, this is this is the one time an NFL coach can be transparent. Lamar, we're begging you, throw it deep. Seriously, just throw it. Just throw it. Don't, even, don't even look. Just throw it in the air. Yeah, there's um, a 50-50 shot. Someone will catch it. <laughs> All right, so you got the Broncos taking the Ravens' place, and it doesn't have to be someone getting out in that someone in that same conference too. Jerome, uh, who do you who do you got here as your two teams? Go ahead. I see the Rams not making it this year. Ouch. And that's not – it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with that. They got their shot last year, and I just – I don't think the team's going to be the same as it was last year. Oh, it's a hangover. I think there's a lot of changes in the league. There's going to be a lot of changes in their, in their division. Um, I think it's going to be more difficult for them. Uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't think they, they, they'll be able to do it this year. Concurrently – 
team that didn't make it, that it will make it this year. I said it before. I'll say it again. God, I love being a turtle. No, um, uh, Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Cleveland Browns will make it to the playoffs this year as as a divisional winner, not wild card. Oh, yeah. well, extra ballsy. If they weren't in that division, they wouldn't make the wild card. I I actually I I fully appreciate uh, the fact that you went you went balls to the walls, you know, um, on both your picks. So I. I, I like I like that you went. You know what? I think with the whole Cleveland thing, man, you're fighting more than just a team on the other side. There, you're you you are fighting a culture, and I know, you know, Baker was changing that around last year, but that's a big fucking deal. I think people don't give enough credence to that, and I'll be surprised if OBJ makes it 16 weeks or 17 weeks. I don't know about you guys. I mean. There's got to be some yacht that's calling to him after he spends, you know, seven weeks in fucking Cleveland. Oh yeah, no, totally. He's, he's going to have a, he's going to have a come to Jesus moment. Week on, five, a, like, what the on on Lake Superior. <laughs> <laughs> with all those with all those slack jawed mouth breathers in Cleveland. Yeah, no, there's no shot he's going to be missing that penthouse apartment in Manhattan. No shot he misses that. Yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> he's like, listen, this movement was really cool, but do I have to wear the jerseys every week? I mean, those, <laughs> those are the opposite of the Mount Rushmore uh, best. Those are, those are some of the worst. That, that, no. might, that, might be, that might be a Mount Rushmore for, for another podcast, worst jerseys ever. Stay, stay tuned for that one. Legit, it's just like the away jersey – the alternate away jersey, the home jersey, and the alternate home jersey for the Browns. They are all the worst. They're just top four spots. They um, need to color rush all Brown. I, I don't know why they can't just get that shit right. I mean, it's terrible. So, all right, my teams, I was going to go something easy. Um, I am a stat head. I looked into a lot of stuff with this. And, look, Tennessee went hot last year, but they're just not a good team. And statistically speaking, they were poor barely above average in some categories, some important categories below average. Um, I was, I was going to go that route, but fuck that. Um, I got, I got the Kansas city chiefs. All right. Now hear me out. You, you take a team who was took the league by storm last year and especially one player, right? One guy, Pat Mahomes. First of all, why Andy Reid ever let him pose for the fucking Madden cover beyond me? Just, Come on, you already learned this lesson with fucking Donovan McNabb, dude. Oh. I just, you know, what are you thinking? But besides the point, you do have a team who struggled to find a running game after Kareem Hunt went down, and it didn't seem to matter last year. This year, the NFL learns, so you got to have a good running game. You got to, you have to fix that problem. To my, to my best knowledge, they didn't. Their offensive line's porous. Um, Pat Mahomes made up for that last year. This year, he doesn't have his golden goose. Um, and make no mistake about it, Tyreek Hill is a golden goose for them. I mean, what he does for that team was. is outstanding. What he did. Right, right. Excuse me. What he did. What he did for that team. Um, very important. So, Pat Mahomes is great. But let's flip, let's flip to the other fucking side of the field here. I don't know how Steve Spagnuolo still gets jobs as a defensive coordinator. He had, <laughs> he had one good thing that he did – in New York, all right, yes, you beat the undefeated undefeated Patriots. Fuck, man. 
I don't know how he still has job. Um, and the fact that he got rid of both of his edge rushers and is changing this team to a 4-3, a system that has not worked for him for seven years at least, um, terrible. Terrible. Uh, and let's not, let's not even mention that the Chiefs defense last year, before they added the worst defensive coordinator in the NFL, yes, I'll go that far, was ranked 26th. They're fucking god-awful. Um, I wish the best for Pat Mahomes. I think he's great for the NFL, fun to watch. I think they're out of the playoffs next year. Chargers are a great team. I agree with Kieran. I think that Denver's going to be better. Hell, I think Oakland will be better. Um, with what quarterback? What do you forget that David? Do people forget that David Carr was an MVP candidate two years ago? I believe in that arm strength. I'm sorry, who broke his leg, dude? He's Derek. not the same player anymore. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, Derek. Look, I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, I want to believe because I think the NFL is a better place when the Raiders are good because they're unlikable, and I think it's just a more enjoyable place. Not the point. Anyway, um, I think that division's gotten better. So, at any rate, um, the team I see getting into the playoffs this year that was not in the playoffs. You know what? No, fuck it. I'm going, I'm going the New York – Jets. I thought about them. Listen, people people underestimate what a retooled offensive line and a great running back do for you. They underestimate – you know what? More importantly than that, because um, Lev Bell, I think, is awesome. But more importantly than that, NFL head coach changes. Um, they catch the league by storm. Matt Nagy did it. Uh, Sean McVay did it, you know. I think I think that they catch their divisional rivals by storm, or uh, off guard rather, and uh, they're not prepared for the kind of philosophies that they see from the team that they saw, you know, last year two times. So I think Darnold takes a, a step forward. I think Lev Bell has himself a good year, not epic, but good. And I think okay. the defense is is great. You know, Quinton Williams is a great player. I, I hope he pans out. All right, let's play. Let's play a little game here. Of let's play your scenario out, okay? So, in a how how do we get a world where the 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 Jets make it to the playoffs? There's one of two scenarios here: either they, they win the division, time. either they win the division, or they make a wild card spot, right? Yes. Okay. So divisional means they have to be the best in the division. Everybody knows that. It's really – do you really think they could be the best in the division? Yes. So you think they're going to be able to beat the Patriots? They have to beat every – if they're going to be the best in the division – No, 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 they don't. No, they don't. They – no, they don't. Okay. They don't have to – they don't have to beat the Patriots at all. You can just have a better record, and you're the divisional champ. How are they going to have a better record? What? Do you know who they play this year? I know that they play the Bills and the Dolphins twice. They also have to play the Giants, the Eagles, the Skins, and the Cowboys. Dude, we don't know what these teams are going to look like. That's the beauty of the NFL. I know. I know historically the NFC East is one of the toughest divisions to play against. I guarantee that the one of the toughest games they're going to play this year is the Giants because I don't I can't recall the last time the Giants and the Jets faced off against each other. Okay, but four years ago, four years ago. Okay, um, I think both teams have a lot on the line. I think it's going to be a bloodbath. 
in, in MetLife. I don't think the Jets are going to beat the Eagles at all. I don't think the Jets are going to beat the Cowboys. I don't think the Jets are going to beat the Skins. So that's I, four losses. I guarantee you that's four losses right there. I, I'll say it right now, the Jets go 0-4 against the NFC East. You know, the thing is, is that teams change year by year. Yeah, you said that already. I almost, I almost picked the Cowboys as the team that to not go back to the playoffs. I didn't because I didn't want to pick on Stack Daddy over there, but because you were expecting I, me to. Honestly, honestly, I. <laughs> well, no, no, but honestly, I think that the whole Amari Cooper thing was more of a fad than anything else. Again, defenses are smart. All right, I think Dak goes back to being Dak. I think Zeke can't carry that team. And I think the rest of, rest of the defense is a little poor or porous. So, and the special teams really, it's not that great. Um, so I don't think the Cowboys are a playoff team this year. I don't think, I, honestly, Rome, I mean, I'm sorry, but I, until I see Carson Wentz play uh, 16 games, uh, again, I don't know if he did it in his first year, but until I see him do it at least after the last two years, I don't know that I believe that he can. Uh, the rest of the team's great, or at least good. And the Giants, I think, are nothing. Um, they're not going to be tough competition, in my opinion. But in terms of the Jets, maybe I just want to see it. Again, it's another thing. I just, you know, I am somewhat of a closet Jets fan, but I do like the addition of a great back. I like these young quarterbacks. You, 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 we, we've gone over this before, and I'm just going to remind you again of what happens – to players that take a year off due to hubris and then come back. Historically, it doesn't end well for any of them. Well, that may be, but that's still not talking. Now, I'm again. I state due to hubris. I understand. Not injury. You're not talking about AP, or yeah, you're not talking about all day. I understand. No, I'm not talking about somebody that got hurt or somebody got suspended. I'm right. talking about someone that sat out because they wanted to be a fucking child. They've well, never come back and done well so far. I see that trend continuing. I, 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 just, like, just like what happened to fucking um, to, to Desi O'Brien down in fucking uh, New Orleans, oh, I feel like tough. atrophy and, and, and in, inactivity is the bane of existence for a wide receiver and a running back. And I think taking a year off did him a disservice. I don't just think it's Lev Bell, though. They have improved the offensive line. Okay. A couple couple times over. And the defensive line as well. Um, Coaching change is big. And, you know, living in this area, uh, I was not happy about it, but I watched a lot of Jets games last year. I think uh, think Darnold has the chance to be – uh, the most improved quarterback from last year to this year. Because um, I think Baker's already great, honestly. Um, but I, I think, you know, I think the Bills and the Dolphins, I, I just, well, whatever. I give him, I gave my teams. Um, so, okay, let's go, let's go into our one crazy stat, unless you guys have something else you wanted to talk about. Um, I'll, I'll start off with the stat. Shoot. All right. So, in honor of um, NHL postseason, so 
NHL overtime was eliminated during World War II because there were restrictions on train travel. So they couldn't risk taking a game going long and missing one of, one of the only trains a night, right? Do you gentlemen know when NHL overtime was reinstated? No idea. 86. The 83-84 season. Fuck. So for a good 40, almost 40 years, uh, there was no NHL overtime. Na 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 All right, no, one of your <laughs> All right, so I'll go next. I'll keep it in the uh, keep it in the hockey realm right now. Just as uh, pucks about to drop for San Jose, St. Louis, right about now. Uh, so keeping it with the playoffs in the Stanley Cup. Uh, would you gentlemen care to venture a guess how many spelling errors there are on the Stanley Cup? Knowing hockey players, uh, 13. I I would hope none. There are over 20 engraving errors on the Stanley Cup. Most Uh, notably – I believe believe Price is Right rules mean I win, right? Yes, sir. Yes, Price (laughs) is Right rules. Jerome wins this. Jerome takes this one. But, (laughs) um, yeah, the most notable of them, one being uh, there was a misspelling of Boston – Instead of O's, they put Q's, so B-Q-S-T-Q-N. And the Toronto Maple Leafs was spelled the Toronto Maple... Please tell me it's Toronto Maple Queefs. No, it's Maple <laughs> Maple Lees, L-E-A-E-S. It's funny because that was also the last year that they won the Cup, 62-63. Woof. Wow. Oh, it hurts. That's a, by the way, Eric, when he said how many spelling errors are there on the Stanley Cup... I was literally thinking, but the second you were like, I would hope none, I'm like, obviously there are some if he's bringing this up. It's not a trick. <laughs> I would hope. How shitty. You, yeah, were that kid, that you were that kid in the logic problems in high school. Was like, Maybe it's zero. Obviously they brought it up for a fucking reason, Eric. Dude, it's, Jerome, it's hockey. They're literally all always drunk. It would be a surprise if there were zero. That would be a crazy stat. That that wouldn't be a stat. That would just be nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I know. No, no, no. It's like, how Perf- many do you think there are? Oh, no, there are none. It's perfect. Ba-na-na, na-na-na. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So um, my my crazy stat is, is not really a stat. So uh, last time the Rams traded into or out of uh, a top draft pick was RG3. And that pretty much was a wash. Uh, it was a huge trade, lots of picks. And RG3 essentially turned into a one-year phenomenon who – he just was a major fail for the rest. Um, and then a couple of years ago, three, they did it again on the other end, and they traded a hefty sum to get Jared Goff. Jared Goff, who aside from being heavily criticized – Admittedly, and also having a ridiculously hot girlfriend. Ridiculously, I mean, he he out girlfriends Sean McVay, right? You think it's a competition? It's definitely a competition. Whatever. Anyway, I think, I think Sean McVay still wins because Sean McVay's hotter. He as, it, a, as a couple, they're a better. They're he better. He's also never a liability at cornerback, so there's that. Fact. No, all right. Um, so so Goff, aside from being uh, criticized recently, he has succeeded in the NFL. Three years in, he's played. Every game that he's that every game that he started, right, or that he he was going to start when he was sitting behind what's his dick, um, Case Keenum. All right, he has started every game. He took his team to the Super Bowl in year three. He's gone to two Pro Bowls. Yada yada yada. 
the Titans were the team that traded with them. The Titans, for this monster trade, um, traded away one of the picks to the Bears. He is a major failure. Um, the Titans drafted Corey Coleman. You may have heard of Corey Coleman. He's the first-round draft pick for the Browns. Um, or they, they traded that pick to the Browns, who picked Corey Coleman, and he has now played on six different teams, but he's never actually seen a regular season for five of them. Um, they picked up a defensive tackle who has played as many years as he has sacks, two. Um, and admittedly, they got Derrick Henry. But, I mean, he's had one successful game, and the rest of his career has been pretty... He had three successful games. They also picked up Sean Coleman. Don't know who he is? Point made. <laughs> um, so, so, at any rate... crazy stat going? Yeah, I'm still trying to find the stat. The Rams won the trade. Congratulations. They didn't win the Super Bowl. Wow. I'm surprised you can even pronounce Super Bowl Cowboys fan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so how many how many rings how many rings does your fucking uh your fucking quarterback have? At least my quarterback played in the Super Bowl. He didn't wear sweatpants. How many rings does he have? How many how, uh, how many how passes many, did I, your guy throw? I, I, no, no, not not to Nick Foles. Uh, 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 Seriously, can he recover four. Did he wash his hands every time he can carried he, he Nick Foles' jock strap? Four? Can he recover four? Did he just enjoy the stink? Yeah. Bathed himself in it. Boys, can we all just take solace in the fact that Brian Scalabrini has more rings than all of our quarterbacks combined? He's the actual goat. He really is, man. He's the real Red Rocket. I love, I love that. Um, those kind of players who are no names who have tons of rings yep he's like the ultimate one that comes to mind 100 percent. all right anybody anything else nine all right thanks for listening this has been from the couch there